Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's Friday, January 12th, 2024, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm your host, Jen Sadassi. Let's dive into those prices. According to Coindesk Indices at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Bitcoin was trading down 3.4% over the past 24 hours at $45,863, while Ether held yesterday's range, trading at $2,651. Today's mover in the Coindesk Market Index is SUI, ticker SUI, up 10% on the day. In traditional markets, both the Nasdaq and S&P 500 were roughly flat yesterday, and in commodities, the Brent crude benchmark rose to $79.86 a barrel. Meanwhile, gold fell on the day, trading at $2,027 an ounce. For more on the market's action, let's bring in SIBO Digital President John Palmer. All right, you just heard me read out the Bitcoin Ether price. Any reaction to what's going on this morning? Is this what you expected after the approval of the ETFs? You know, I think it's it was it was hard to kind of expect what was going to happen in the market. We've seen you know quite a quite a run leading up to the uh, the approval on Wednesday, and then obviously the launch yesterday. And so seeing how the market reacted, I think was was interesting. Obviously, looking at the volumes, looking at the AUMs that are being built in the ETFs was was really surprising. I think obviously there's a lot of folks saying it was a record launch for ETFs uh, just in terms of sheer volume. So obviously lots of interest in the ETFs and we'll continue to watch the space. You know, a lot of folks thought it was going to be a sell the news event. I heard you on a news program saying you thought that the price would climb. It did a little, but it's kind of been bumbling around in the same range in the past, you know, 24 to 48 hours. Where do you expect it to go from here? You know, we need to continue to look at the ecosystem where obviously there will be a lot of eyes on the ETF and, and again, those AUMs and how that momentum continues to build. But again, it's, it's a small piece of the pie of the larger Bitcoin economy. And so we have to, you know, take kind of a prudent and kind of level set approach on this. You know, I'm an optimist in the sense that I'd like to see the price go higher. And I think we see more engagement in the community when the price kind of goes higher. And so those are, those are great things for us to see. But what the ETF really represents is just a, another vehicle for participants to be able to gain access to, to crypto if they don't want to natively do it. And I think that's really fantastic. And I think over time, we're going to really see the benefits of that, but it's, it's going to take more than a day or two for us to really see that. And I think ultimately, the hope is to be able to see that potentially in the price as well. But again, 
one day out, two days out, it, it's unlikely that we'll see major moves there. But over time, I think there'll be a lasting impact. Do you think we can look at what happened with Bitcoin leading up to the spot ETF approval and after the spot ETF approval and apply that same thinking to other tokens that may be in the running for an ETF approval in the future? And I, I look at Ether, we saw the price of Ether really pump on this news as people expect a spot ETH ETF to come next. Do you think this is a template? Do you think we'll see the chart look similar ahead of the application deadline this summer? I think it's really interesting to look at the process for Bitcoin, and it's, it's kind of provided information to the issuers, to the exchanges, to the community on, on what steps need to be taken in order to be able to bring a new type of ETF or a spot-based ETF like potentially ETH to market. So could it be a, a faster process? It's possible, but um, there's still quite a lot of obstacles and, and uh, processes that need to be taken care of in order to do that. John, you're the president of SIBO Digital. SIBO, as we know, has six Bitcoin ETFs trading on the platform. Have you heard from any of the firms? What's the chatter like over at SIBO? I'm sure everyone is pretty ecstatic, as are all of the asset managers that received approvals. Yeah, we actually had two great things happen yesterday at SIBO. We're, uh, obviously, the, the Spot Bitcoin ETF launched, and then we also launched uh, SIBO Digital's futures market yesterday, too timing, potentially a coincidence, you could say. And so the team has really been focused on interacting with our institutional partners on the derivative side. Generally speaking, we're seeing more um, institutions and more participants start to um, dip their toes, so to say, into the water uh, if they haven't yet already, or even potentially expand their presence as the ecosystem continues to build. And so we're really excited about that. And that's, that's really the general themes we're seeing. Congratulations on that launch. Tell us a little bit more about your futures outlook for 2024. Right. I think the derivatives ecosystem really has a, a, an interesting place in the growth broadly of just how these tradable products continue to grow, especially with the ETF launch. We're going to see more participants gain exposure to the ETFs, and they're going to have risk that they're going to be looking to hedge. And derivatives is the time-tested tool that many participants lean on or look to use to be able to hedge that risk. And so we've seen quite a substantial increase in the use of U.S. regulated derivatives, specifically on cryptocurrencies over the last six months. And so we're really excited to be able to offer another trusted, transparent marketplace that's U.S. regulated. We're focused on that. We're, we're, we believe we'll continue to see growth in that space. And that uh, will, will continue to help grow the overall ecosystem as we believe they're, they're really tied. Um, and that derivatives aspect will really help power not only ETF trading, but also spot Bitcoin trading as well. You know, we had Kevin O'Leary on the show yesterday, Mr. Wonderful, and he wasn't so hot on Bitcoin ETFs. He said that Bitcoin ETFs are for retail, not institutional, and that there's not going to be that much institutional interest in these products. Would you agree or disagree? I think you would disagree given what you've said so far, but what are your thoughts? I think it really depends on who the participant is, right? If, if you are someone that wants to be able to access uh, Bitcoin through an RIA or, or through your 401k, or you don't necessarily want to deal with knowing your keys or onboarding onto a new platform, then you know the ETF is a really interesting vehicle and opportunity for you to gain that exposure. Um, but if you want to kind of take the journey, so to say, to, to be able to, to own crypto natively, or you see the value in that, and, and that's something you like to do, then I think the spot market and, and holding those tokens is still going to continue to lead the way there. So it, it really just provides choice to the industry. There are pension funds and, and RIAs and, and uh, particular types of investment vehicles that can't own the spot token natively. 
Um, and so that the ETF really provides access to that. Well, $4.6 billion worth of uh, shares traded hands yesterday. If you're to look into your crystal ball, I know you just named a few different players that you think might get into the ETFs, but who do you think that main persona is that's going to be out there buying these ETFs? That's a really tough question. I think um, we're going to see retail dip their toes into the space, and I think we're going to see institutional investors dip their toes in the space. Ultimately, I think it's a it's a fantastic vehicle for for really anyone that's looking to get that access that doesn't want to natively hold the token. Whether that is led, I should say, by institutions or, or not, I think we're going to have to wait and see. Um, it obviously provides some really interesting opportunities for folks that haven't been able to you know get that access, like I said earlier. And so it's very possible that we see those types of institutions um, lead the way, but I think those will take time. Um, and they're likely uh, waiting to see how the launch went and seeing how liquidity forms in each of the ETFs, and then they'll, they'll likely make their decisions. It seems like everyone who's watching the space is making predictions as to what's going to happen. As the year unfolds, one of those is standard chartered. Analysts there are saying that the ETFs could draw 50 to 100 billion this year. What do you make of that number? Are you in the same boat? Definitely an interesting number, uh, quite a substantial number for a one year, uh, you know, one one year out type of ETF launch, and certainly would be, you know, the most successful ETF launch, you know, kind of in terms of AUM. I think if we compare it to the others, so it's hard to know whether or not we're going to see that type of inflow. But certainly the first day of trading piqued everyone's interest, and that there may be some underlying interest to be able to drive it there. But we'll we'll certainly be focused on it and and looking at that and watching it just like everybody else. You know, outside of the ETFs, everyone's talking about crypto equities and mining stocks. Bitcoin mining stocks pumped on the news. They've since been down ahead of the... What narrative do you think is going to drive the markets as we move further into the year? I think um, 24 is a, 2024 is a big year. We have um, obviously a US-based election uh, this year. We also have quite a few very large-scale uh, global elections happening. And so I think there'll be a lot of focus on that. Crypto specifically, I think growing the ecosystem is really the theme. I also think that as institutions continue to get into the space, we're going to continue to see focus on regulatory clarity, uh, separation of duties, and really focus on what the market structure of crypto, specifically in the U.S., is going to look like. As it currently sits, it looks a lot different than a lot of other very highly liquid asset classes. What will happen with crypto and how that changes as the ecosystem continues to grow and those participants start to enter it? We're definitely focused on and working with our partners to, to be able to serve them the best way that we need to. Thanks so much for joining Markets Daily this morning. Thanks, Jen. That was SIBO Digital President John Palmer. Thanks for joining us. That's it for today's show. For more interviews and macro news on the digital asset space, check out Coindesk's First Mover, also hosted by me, Jen Sinassi. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, alongside senior booking producer Melissa Montanez and executive producer Jared Schwartz. I'm your host, Jen Sinassi. We'll be back tomorrow with more Markets Daily.